podcast is running. The video machine is running. Maybe, yes. What's up, everybody? How's everyone doing? So, um, <clears throat> this is Americana. The American way. Still getting over my Omicron frog in my throat. <laughs> Cough, cold, whatever I have. Um, I think I'm over it. It's... The weather here in Ohio changes hourly, <clears throat> and that messes with the sinuses and stuff. Who cares? So you find me on uh, Twitter at the real underscore Big John. More likely on Getter at the real underscore Big John, and on Rumble.com, Americana, the American way. That's also all of the podcast platforms, Americana, the American way, which by the way, you like my new haircut? I don't have to do uh, videos with my hat on now for a, a, a month or so until <clears throat> I get too lazy to get a haircut and it grows out three feet in every direction. So anyhow, um, I've spent a lot of time with these podcasts, um, and back when my uh, tag team partner and I did this like a uh, talk radio show, talking about how Congress members go uh, to Washington, normal people, somewhat, um, you know, they they tend to be businessmen and lawyers and uh, business women, whatever. Um, but they go there with a, a basic average income for their field. And next thing you know, you're reading, well, so-and-so's a millionaire. And so-and-so's a billionaire. And they, they weren't that way when they went into Congress. How did they get there? So I, a month ago, when we were getting ready for a big hunkering down ice blizzard snowstorm thing, uh, I did some research, and uh, I made a list of show topics I wanted to do, and today I was, I found that list, and I was marking things off, and I was like, well, there's some interesting articles I never got to on that uh, day when I planned on filming, you know, podcasts and videos when I was locked in the house. Um, so... I want to go through this a little bit, and there are about four articles that I found that were interesting, and then there are a couple of tidbits I'm going to start out with, too. Uh, just some things that were in the news that struck me that day when I was making this list. I'm going to light one up here. Got a little music in the background for you from Bowling for Soup. I like Bowling for Soup. For a pop band. I like pop music. But, uh... 
they have some songs that really kind of get you. Songs with a little heart and feeling in them. First, well, let's delve into this. Here is a, an article I just happened to come across the, uh, whatever, month ago, January 31st. It says, he got fired after going to church instead of work on a Sunday. Now employer will pay. Uh, this is from the Charlotte Observer, January 31. An employee in Florida who negotiated his work schedule around going to church, so he had a, a pre-understanding with his employer uh, that he would not work Sundays. Uh, he was fired after he failed to show up for his Sunday shift, according to court documents. The company now owes him $50,000. That's a nice one day's pay. I hope he remembers to tithe. 10% for Jesus, right? Uh, see here, Tampa Bay Delivery Services, LLC, an Amazon delivery partner out of Florida. Amazon uses a lot of subsidiaries to move their freight. I mean, they're like the the post office, the the post office, FedEx, and UPS. Did I say no? Uh, could not keep up with Amazon's demand, so they had to start their own delivery services. Services, <laughs> and then these little subsidiary LLCs started popping up to help Amazon deliver. Pretty phenomenal. Anyhow, uh, an Amazon delivery partner agreed to settle the allegation of religious discrimination after the former worker filed a complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EOC, which is asked to or tasked with enforcing federal anti-discrimination laws in the workplace, launched a lawsuit on his behalf last year. Well, you know, this is, um, I mean, I think it's good, you know, um, we'll presume the guy was a Christian, although there are, you know, different denominations and faiths of church which you can attend on a Sunday, but you know, we shouldn't be discriminated against either, especially when you have a, a pre-existing or pre-acknowledged agreement with your employer that you don't do this. I know I was, this is pathetic, it's not pathetic, I stand for my religious beliefs, but uh, I don't know, somewhere... 2000-ish, um, I was applying for a job with Kmart, certainly no Amazon, you know, but anyways, um, I just told them I don't work Sundays, they're like, well, that's one of our main days, it's when the new advertisements come out, and I'm sorry, this was a, a time when for the Kmart Corporation, there were no main there were no busy days until you got to like the holiday season or something like that. Uh, but 
I just told him, you know, Sunday's a day that I go to church. It's a day for family. It's, it's not the day that I work. I can work six days out of the week, but I can't work Sunday. So I did not get hired there. I kind of assume it's because I told them that's the one day I won't work. They didn't come out and say that. Um, but this is cool. Guy had a agreement with his employer. They tried to force him to work. He said, hey, I'm not doing it. I told you that, you know, because of my religious beliefs. And to me, you know, every religious believer in the world gets to use their religious beliefs, atheism even. Uh, they get to use that to get their way in the world, to get what they want. Um, I'm sure the Church of the Jedi, you could, you know, use that as your excuse to get into or out of something. So uh, I'm glad that, you know, the this uh, ethics commission stood up for a Christian. I'm glad he stood by his rights. So that was, that was kind of a neat little tidbitty article there. So, the Washington football team, which for me will always be the Washington Redskins, go to hell. Um, you know, the Native Americans, whatever you want to call them, you certainly don't call them Redskins, the people. But the football team, you know, it's... Uh, logo of a proud Indian warrior chief was drawn by Native Americans for the last few years because the guys on Sports Center uh, refused to say Washington Redskins even though they said it their entire NFL careers and for 30 or 40 years before that they one day said well that's not politically correct anymore we're sorry we're going to bow down to the political correct gods. And they just started calling the Redskins the Washington football team. And then with the Washington football team ownership, that then stuck. And for a few years, they've been known as the Washington football team. In January or fe early February, I guess, it got leaked that they were going to come up with a name to be announced February 2nd, which is already coming past, obviously. Um, but there's a rumor about the Washington Admirals to appear to have gone nowhere. Uh, the Washington Groundhogs might make some sense, given the way the announcement, given the day of the announcement, pardon me, the smart money seems to be on the Washington Commanders. Uh, former Washington Redskin legendary quarterback uh, Joe Theismann let this leak out. Uh, there have been uh, subtle clues, not so subtle reactions to the possible nickname. Theismann, who works as a broadcaster for the Washington football team, preseason games sat down for an interview with Damon Alamandro, CBS Sports, uh, confirmed that they will be the commanders. Uh, he believes that football fans will embrace the name, 
the commanders on Wednesday. That Wednesday already passed. But the commanders is the new name of the team, huh? So I I believe commanders though is a reference to Native Americans in a way. I think some of the Comanche called their chiefs commanders or something. So it's not a total whitewash of the Native American culture. And there shouldn't be. You know, the, the Cleveland Indians did this nonsense too, changing their name to the Guardians. And I guess there's a certain bridge in Cleveland where there are these uh, statues that are called the Guardians of the bridge leading into Cleveland. And so that's how the Cleveland Indians went to the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, the big deal with the Indians wasn't even really the name, but the Chief Wahoo logo, which was a character, a caricature uh, of a Native American. Uh, and people say, well, you know, they're poking fun at Indians because, you know, they show this character with a big smile and a big nose and high cheekbones. And I had a professor in college that say, oh, no, no, uh, I won't wear the Chief Wahoo logo because uh, he's got, I'm an Indians fan, but I won't wear Chief Wahoo because... He has the one feather sticking up from his headband, and that's a, a special symbol to the Native American culture. Look, man, people nickname their teams these things not from prejudice, not from racism, nothing more than Native Americans were some strong, strong people, people of great character great warriors that's why they gave their teams these nicknames and in the last five or ten years white liberals have destroyed native american culture i mean one some of the coolest things i went to I, there's there was i don't know if there still is there was a powwow every year at Kent State that like nobody really knew about or talked about. And I think it's because it was like uh, during the summer when there wasn't a lot going on on campus, a lot, not a lot of kids and things. When I went there, man, it was beautiful. And a friend of mine, there was, uh, when I used to hang out with the mentally handicapped, one of my boys, the one of my guys, not a boy, a boy is in Buddy, uh, he wanted to go to a powwow. It was like it, it was it was like so far away, you couldn't get there from here. You had to start out someplace else and then go there, you know. And uh, anyways, we drove like three hours to this powwow, and it was awesome. You know, I, I loved it because there's such a rich culture, and I really think that these white liberals when they undermine and they do their political correctness and we're going to boycott you and we're going to you know cancel culture you I think they 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 do some of these cultures a disservice 
truthfully. Um, so, you know, we can bicker all day. John, you're a racist because you want to refer to the red tone of someone's skin color. No. I look to the Washington Redskins as a people with a strong heritage, a strong will, a warrior ethos. And that's why umpteen years ago, the people that owned the Washington football team teamed up with the Native Americans to name their team that and to draw that proud Indian chief logo on their helmets. But hey, white liberals got to fuck everything up for us, right? Or else they wouldn't be white liberals. So, those were some tidbits of things I saw and found that I enjoyed. Um, just made me think and I wanted to touch. Let's get into how you become a congressperson and get rich quick at the same time. There will be links to these articles in the description on rumble.com. Let's get into this. Let's check it out. Be right back on the podcast. So, Alright, part two. Part two of the podcast episode. Uh, this one is, you know, been eating away at me, bugging me. You know, these people in Washington are there to represent us. And, let me see something here. Come on. Alright, so, they are there to rep us, right? Represent us. But they end up buying stock, or their family members buy stock, in companies that they're supposed to regulate, for one thing. Let's say, for example, in its most simplistic but yet corrupt form, Congress is going to pass a law that's going to affect a certain segment of the economy. And it's going to drive up the prices of certain products, uh, the value of certain stocks, so on and so forth. Sometimes it's just straight out insider trading, but one step at a time. So they're going to change a law that's going to affect a sector. They'll go out and buy stocks in that sector. What, and once the law is passed and signed, those stocks go up. Uh, they'll have a regulation that's going to do something for certain companies, banks, uh, lenders, whatever. Uh, if there's going to be a major merger or something's going on inside a company, sometimes there has to be a closed-door meeting with the regulatory body in Congress and the people that are in these regulatory meetings uh, was it uh, one of the senators from Georgia that got ousted by a wackadoo liberal you know she was involved in one of these insider trading things and then got 
it, it got blown over. Uh, but, you know, the, a lot of them are doing this. They'll be in an ethics committee meeting or a, a oversight committee meeting. And it'll be behind closed doors, which I think is bullshit. But, you know, companies and so on can't always put their business out there on blast or else we'd all have insider trading knowledge, wouldn't we? Uh, <laughs> gee, then we could all be congressmen and women now, um, or we could be rich like them. So anyhow, these are the things that happen in Washington, D.C. And this is how your congressman and woman comes, goes to Washington, normal, somewhat, and comes out rich, okay? So the first article, New York Post, Nancy Pelosi defends lawmakers owning individual stocks. Now, whether or not he has the authority or the gumption, the The possible next speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, is kicking around the idea that Congress members would not be allowed to own individual stocks. Now, with Nancy Pelosi, her husband is uh, a big-time investor, uh, hedge fund, or whatever they call it. Um, so he buys a lot of stocks and puts them in their portfolio which you know wink wink nudge nudge she has nothing to do with uh any old nance ain't the only one doing it let me tell you something nancy pelosi's in her 80s right 80 years old at least don't you think you know She needs to hang it up. How rich do you need to be at 80 years old off the backs of the American taxpayer? Because that's where she's getting her insider trading knowledge. Now, anyhow, it, it just frustrates me when, you know, an average American that pays these people salaries, we work for ourselves and we look to our retirement and we some of us have to continue to work beyond 65 well, when I was a kid it was like 63 years old was age of retirement that's when when my pap retired a few years early because his steel mill closed when he was 61 or 62 uh, but the age of retirement was 63 then they bumped it to 65, and now it's almost up to, what, 70 years old for my generation. And I'm like, dude, these Congress people are getting filthy rich, and then they're, they're moving back. They're hanging out in Congress longer and longer because they're getting richer and richer from insider trading, let's just call it what it is, okay, but they're telling me and you 
hey, you commoners that pay our salaries and buy the products from these Fortune 500 companies that we invest in, you have to keep working to keep feeding into your own retirement fund because we've bankrupted Social Security so many times, it's not even funny. But we're going to keep working into our 80s because the longer we work, the richer we get. The longer you work, the closer to the poverty line you get. I mean, unless you're a really rich person with a big 401k, if you think you're going to live off of your social security, like I'm an independent contractor. When I pay my, uh, my entrepreneur tax at the end of the year, right? You might as well, that might as well be what you call it. Um, you know, I get a lot of write-offs, but what I do pay is supposed to go into my social security money. That money ain't going to be shit when I turn 70 or whenever they allow me to retire. So anyways, uh, so I'm taking investments into my own hands, but nonetheless, this is what our fucking lawmakers are doing to us. All right. Sorry, got on a titty tangent there. Nancy Pelosi defends lawmakers owning stocks. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi defended rules that allowed members of Congress to own individual stocks, batting down concerns about lawmakers using insider information to juice their portfolios. Well, they've been caught doing it. And, and I despise Republicans and Democrats equally for doing it. Don't, don't, I shit you not. Uh, the liberal congresswoman from San Fran said lawmakers should be able to own stocks because it's the U.S. and it's a free market. Now, I knew that's the excuse she was going to use uh, before I even got to that paragraph. I haven't even read this article in a month or so. Um, but I knew that's where she was going to go. And she has a point. But they shouldn't be coming out of a closed-door meeting with the, the owners of some of these companies and then running to, you know, what what's it, uh, e-commerce or whatever the website is, e-trade, and buying the damn stocks. That's a lot illegal. Um, her comments Wednesday came amid rampant apparent violations of the Stock Act, and I think stock, uh, it's spelled in all caps, so it must be an abbreviation for something, which is supposed to uh, rein in lawmakers' trades. When asked whether the opportunity to profit on trades could create conflict of interest, <laughs> Conflict of interest. I'm sounding like Joe Biden reading off a teleprompter now. The speaker flatly said no to the idea that supporting the ban on trading individual stocks. We're a free market economy, Pelosi told reporters. They, the members of Congress, should be able to participate in that. Yeah, as long as they're not getting insider trading information which the rest of us would be prosecuted for. 
I'm cool with that, but they're, they're, they're clearly getting inside information. So what are some of the most popular stocks amongst Congress? Uh, what page is this? Investinganswers.com. Investinganswers.com. The most popular stocks owned by Congress. All right, baby. Out of 433 members that have reported financial information publicly, over half of them are millionaires. Told you, go to Congress, normal, come out rich, baby. Let's do it. In fact, there are over 50 members of Congress with a net worth of 10 million or more. Well, shit, I could survive on that. Uh, you know, go to Congress for a couple terms make 10 mil never work again I don't need I don't need a lot in life roof over my head car pretty girlfriend yeah. roof over my head in a car and a dog uh, to find out how they continue to build their wealth year after year we've put together a list of the top 10 most popular investments held by members of Congress so here you go. Get your pen and your paper ready. Links in the description on Rumble. Let's all get rich as Congress, baby. Uh, let's see here. Congress insider trading used to be illegal. Just get to the, the meat and potatoes of it. Uh, here's the Stock Act. In light of public outcry on the 60 Minutes piece, the Stock Act was passed in 2012. The Stock Act makes it illegal for members of Congress and other federal employees, including the President, to trade securities based on material non-public information. Um, Congress historic stock investments. Congress has been allowed to participate in stock investments with no restrictions and were required to disclose their holdings. The Stock Act put an end to this and information about Congress investments made publicly available. Unfortunately, due to an amendment to the Stock Act, the information is not readily available on the government's website. Okay, so these are the big ones that uh, Congress people own. <laughs> to General Electric, total investors of in Congress, 85. Minimum investment in General Electric, I'm going to have to put my glasses back on to see this, is $5 million. So you got to be pretty rich already to invest in General Electric, I guess. Uh, maximum investment, $14 million. Let's see something here. Does that just apply to Congress people? Here are the ten top ten holdings by Congress members. Um, the Stock Act does not require reporting exact holdings, but instead the range that the investment falls within. Okay, so out of the eighty-five Congress people. The minimum investment is $5,830. The one with the highest investment in it is 14, 
$1,989,889. That's how that chart works out. Okay. Procter & Gamble. <clears throat> Big company. Shampoo. Pert Plus, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Procter & Gamble. The minimal investment of a congressional person in Procter & Gamble $9,328,536. I read that totally wrong. $9,328,586. $328,586. Okay. I'm not used to seeing this many commas in a bank account, guys, so pardon me. The maximum investment of a congressperson in Procter & Gamble out of the 63 that have investments in Procter & Gamble, $43,558,512. Cisco Systems, another one, 61 members. The minimum investment is $1,798,518. The maximum investment is $4,000,000. 288,443. So these are obviously Congress people that have been at this for a while. These are your people that are worth like the $10 million in that range. Okay, the people that AOC wants to talk, she wants to tax at 70% on that $10 million, just the tippy top. What's this country coming to? Anyhow. So other big ones, Microsoft 59. Congress people have investments in that. Um, from $3 million up to... I'm not going to read these exact amounts anymore. Uh, so one congressman has $3 million. The highest investor in Microsoft has $6 million in there. Bank of America... Um, $1 million, someone else, the highest member has $3 million in Bank of America. Pfizer, here we go. Here, here we go, guys. Here's your, uh, your vaccine, baby. 53 Congress people invest in Pfizer from $4 million up to $16 million. AT&T, Inc., 51 congressman not a lot of investment there just uh, 1 million up to 4 million Johnson and Johnson another vaccine company uh, along with other things baby powder love their baby powder uh, I don't know <laughs> uh, anyhow Johnson and Johnson the lowest congress member out of the 50 that invest in it uh, has 2 million dollars in there out of 50 Congress members that invest in Johnson & Johnson. Uh, another one has $4 million in their stock. Uh, oh, Intel. Poor Intel Group. Only 50 Congress members. The lowest one is at $798,628. Uh, and on the high end, a Congress member has $2 million in uh, good old Intel Corp. Exxon Mobil, 
not only a big oil company, but also a big green energy company too. People don't know that. ExxonMobil is uh, leading the way in alternative fuels and things too. Uh, 49 congressional members invest in Exxon from $6 million up to $22 million and everything in between, I'm sure. Uh, how the top 10 investments look for Congress members a few years later. Pretty much the same thing. 60 people invested in GE, General Electric, uh, from $2 million up to $5 million. Apple Computers, $3 million up to $11 million. Wells Fargo, uh, $2 million up to $6 million. Procter & Gamble, they, they, did they get a raise? 48 Congress people, everywhere from $8 million up to $35 million. Uh, Microsoft, it changed about the same. Bank of America, about the same. Walt Disney, Walt Disney's bigoted little China company became a, a big, uh, became a player in the Congress. Uh, 42 congressional members have from $1 million up to $3 million invested in Disney. Disney is like such a corrupt company I mean there have been like pedo rings discovered at Disney uh, and you can google it if you want uh, there have been like kids go missing um, weird shit but Walt Disney was uh, a rabid anti-Semite. And um, Disney bows the knee to the Chinese Communist Party a lot. Like when, uh, I love Star Wars. I even like the new three, the latest three movies that all Star Wars fans are by law required to hate, I like. Uh, I, anyhow. But in China, the Chinese are like so prejudiced. They left John Boyega, the uh, black stormtrooper who defected and then we found out in the last film he's force sensitive um they left him off the posters in china that's how much china or walt Di pardon me walt disney company bows down to the chinese communist party uh anyhow so chevron company 42 congress members from $3 million up to $7 million. Uh, poor little Verizon. They only got 42 Congress members in their pockets. Um, I shouldn't say. 42 Congress members have their hands in Verizon's pocket. Uh, from $853,000 up to $2 million. Uh, in 2021, the 10 most popular stocks. Apple, Microsoft... 
Bank of America. Walt Disney bumped up. We went from what? What was it a few years ago? So, did you, did you, did you, Walt, so seven years ago, the maximum investment in Disney by a member of Congress was $3 million. In 2021, it went up to $8 million. I thought it went higher than that. But that's still, you know, a Congress member increased their investment by $5 million. AT&T, still popular with Congress. Pfizer, of course, popular because of the vaccines. They're making money. Stocks are going up. Johnson & Johnson, another one. You know, stalker, another uh, vaccinator. Congress is regulating, well, the FDA is regulating the vaccines. But I'm sure some of them have their hand in Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson's pocket. Uh, General Electric is still popular. Alphabet Inc. I don't know what that company is, but it's something. They are in the top 10 in 2021. Exxon Mobil, of course, is still a big popular one with Congress. So, interesting investment moves. Uh, Spencer Buckus, Alabama, uh, bought out options the day after a private meeting with Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke in 2008. Richard Burr, Republican, North Carolina. Uh, Spencer Spence, he was a Republican from Alabama. Uh, so let's see here. Richard Burr, Republican, North Carolina, chairman of the Intelligence Committee 2020 after learning about uh, the rapid progression of the coronavirus pandemic, unloaded a million dollars in stocks in mid-February, including several hundred thousand hotel stocks as we know the hotel industry took a beating during the early days of the pandemic because nobody was traveling uh kelly loffler here's another one uh that i was talking about that lost her re-election partly because of the insider trading scandal kelly loffler republican georgia was put out under investigate or was put under investigation for <clears throat> her stock trades in 2020 as well, selling millions of dollars in stocks after private coronavirus briefing in January. She also purchased shares of Citrix technology company that offers remote working software. Hey, that was pretty smart, huh? Knowing that everyone was about to go work from home. She purchased stock in a company that specializes in work from home equipment. I think I, uh, I owned some of their work from home equipment at one time. Old Nance, let's get on Nancy Pelosi's shit here. wonder how much stock she owns in her favorite ice cream brand. She's up next. Nancy Pelosi, Democrat, California. Recently, Nancy Pelosi facing scrutiny for her husband's timely trading of tech stocks. Paul Pelosi exercised a call option on 400,000 shares of Alphabet stock. Oh, Google, that's Google's pet parent company. Alphabet is Google's parent with a strike 
uh, strike price of $1,200 per share. Alphabet was trading, or pardon me here, let me read this right. Shares of Alphabet were trading at $2,500 in June 2021. When Paul exercised these options, netting the Pelosi's $5 million. So, should Congress people be allowed to trade stocks? Yeah, I mean, certainly. Well, we don't want to be Congress, but I think there needs to be a lot more clarity in reporting. And uh, when they leave a meeting with Inside information, they're obviously uh, exercising that information in ways that the rest of us do not have access to or do not have the ability to because we don't have the access to the information. That's a better way of wording that sentence. OpenSecrets.org Personal Finances in some ways, lawmakers' finances look a lot like those of many Americans. They include diverse portfolios of stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and real estate. They have bank accounts, credit cards, and mortgages. The difference is politicians generally have more money. Most make their investments public and routinely have access to non public information richest congress people 2018 let's see put those spectacles back on to see this sorry there's gonna be a big glare on my glasses but you weren't looking me in the eyes to begin with let me wipe my greasy hair oil off my glasses first so let's see what some members of the congressional are worth mark werner Democrat, Virginia, worth 214 mil. Nice. Greg Ginaforte, Republican, Montana, 189 mil. Good job, Greg. Paul Mitchell, not the hair shampoo guy, different Paul Mitchell. Republican, Michigan, 179 mil. Vernon Buchanan, Republican, Flowrider. 157 mil. Chris Collins, Republican New York. Banking 145 mil. Uh, now, when this says net worth, I don't know that this, <clears throat> this is cash in the bank or like the value of their homes and real estate and stocks and companies, but <clears throat> gives you an idea of what's how some of our members of Congressional are maybe rich to begin with. But I think what when you're getting in that nine figures nine figure net worth, you're you're wealthy, in my opinion. Uh, you know anyways, won't go there. Let's just rattle off some numbers here. Chris Collins, Republican New York. 154 million bones. Nice. Uh, Don Bayer, B Y E R, B E Y E R, Don Bayer. Uh, Democrat Virginia, 200 or 124 million. Uh, poor Nancy. Poor Nance Pelosi. 
She's only worth $114 million. But that's her net worth. That's not counting her husband. Uh, Diane Feinstein, Democrat, California, only 87. Oh, poor Diane. She's only $87 million rich. Uh, Susan Del Bene, D E L, capital B E N E, Democrat Washington. That would be the state of Washington. 79 million. Rounding it out, Fred Upton, Republican from that team up north, Itchigan. Uh, 78 mil. Not bad, Freddie. Let's see here. Congress, poorest Congress people. The Poe boys in Congress. Uh, let's see here. The typical salary of Congress is $174,000. No one is qualifying for food stamps, but some lawmakers uh, carry significant personal and or business debt. Here are the poorest members uh, as of 2018. So let's look at both ends of the spectrum here. Uh, Elise, this is a dude, Elise Hastings, A-L-C-E-E is how you spell his first name. Uh, he's in the whole $7 million. Don't know why. That's a hell of a lot of money to be in debt for. Emmanuel Cleaver, Democrat, Missouri, minus $2 million. Uh, Bobby Rush, well at least we know these guys aren't crooked, they're too poor to be corrupt. Uh, Bobby Lush, Democrat, Illinois, $2 million in the hole. Todd Young, Republican, Indiana, $1 million bucks in the hole. Marco Rubio, that's, that's surprising. He's in debt for a million dollars. Maybe he's got like a multi-million dollar home or something he's paying off. That could be like what some of these are. I mean, if, if you have a big home mortgage, but you've got like bank, you're banking money. I mean, these people are not homeless, let's face it. Uh, let's see here. Bill Cassidy, Republican, Louisiana, $1 million in debt. Jim Lang, Langevin, L-A-N-G-E. V-I-N, Langan, Democrat, Rhode Island. Uh, he's a million bones in the hole. Tim Scott, one of my favorite Congress people. Uh, One million dollars in the hole. One of my favorite senators, Tim Scott. Uh, Brian Schultz, Democrat, Hawaii. Five hundred grand in the hole. Doug Collins, Georgia Republican. $246,000 in the hole. Uh, and again, those could be from uh, like, you know, mortgage debts or, or something like that. That doesn't mean they're broke and, you know, like living in a van down by the river. No, I mean. So let's see what the Guardian, the Guardian has to say. Guardian, theguardian.com revealed and reviled. No, it just says, revealed how U.S. Senators' investments in firms, they, oh, fudge, I already fudged it up. Revealed how U.S. Senators invest in firms 
they are supposed to regulate. Rut row, raggy do. This is going to be some reap rip. Uh oh, shaggy do. This is going to be some deep shit for those of you that don't speak Scooby. Uh, revealed. I already read that. Analysts of financial disclosure data shows 51 senators and their spouses have as much as 96 million invested in corporate stocks. <clears throat> Make sure the frog is out of my Omicron-ridden throat so I can read this to you nice and clear. So this is a stock photograph. Uh, Senators Mike Rounds, Shelley Moore Capitillo, Roy Blunt, John Hoven, Jim Inhofe, Joe Manchin, and Steve Dane in 2015. Senators are far wealthier than most constituents and in a prime position to increase wealth via policy making is the caption. As they set national policy on important issues such as climate change, tech monopolies, medical debt, and income inequality, U.S. Senators have glaring conflicts of interest an investigation by the news website Sludge and The Guardian can reveal. Analysis of personal financial disclosure data. <clears throat> As of August 16, or, or pardon me, this is written in British, so it says, As of 16 August. Uh, 51 senators and their spouses have 96 million personally invested in corporate stocks in five key sectors. So, it, again, it's not necessarily the corporation that Congress and the Senate regulate. It's the sector of industry that Congress can make rules on. Uh, laws, uh, rules, laws are interchangeable terms, uh, so on and so forth. So, communication and electronics, defense, energy and natural resources, finance, insurance, and real estate, and health. So, the majority of the stocks come from public companies, some are private. Overall, senators invest in 338 companies, including tech firms like Apple and Microsoft. Well, we just said back here, Congress regulates the tech, the communication and electronics sector. So they're making laws that regulate Apple, Microsoft, because those are, you know, communication and tech companies nowadays. They make cell phones, they make handheld devices, uh, they have their hands in all of that. Um, 
congressional members have you know stocks in oil and gas giants like Exxon Mobil we just talked about, um, Anturo Midstream, telecom companies including Verizon, uh, obviously defense contractors. So these are all companies and sectors uh, where Congress has regulatory oversight and power. And especially with things like the uh, defense contractors, you know, Congress allocates the money to, directly to the military that gets funneled out to the defense contractors. You know, back to President Ike Eisenhower talked about military industrial complex and, you know, the fears and terrors of uh, a large military industrial complex involved in our government, right? So here we have our congressional members, senators, that have the ability to fund, regulate, and oversee military spending, investing in military contractors. The military contractors are the ones that make the weapons, they make the computers, uh, <clears throat> they even staff, you know, the, let's say, um, the computer banks where we're doing some of our spying uh, or some of our um, intelligence where, you know, we have people that go into chat rooms that are like former, um, <laughs> pardon me military members and it's like their job to let's say get into a, a chat room uh, about the, the war going on between Russia and Ukraine right now right and maybe it's their job to de-escalate uh, some radicalized Russians or maybe it's their job to escalate some radicalized neo-nazi Ukrainians in that Donbass section where things have been going crazy for a few years. So, these uh, government companies, the government hires out contractors to run what are called psyops or psychological operations to either instigate the people we want riled up or to de-escalate the people we want toned down and then they come home and do it to us during election season anyhow so let's see here uh, wireless tech groups uh, Republicans have about three how's this chart read here Top 10 public companies invested by U.S. Senators assuming maximum investments. So wireless telecom group uh, is mostly invested in by all Republicans, up to $3 million. Apple, eh, it's Republicans, it's up to about... I mean, it's almost half and half, but 
Republicans have the most invested, uh, and the total investment from Senate is over two million. Microsoft is next. Alphabet, Wells Fargo. Wow, a lot of Republicans like Wells Fargo. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway, big real estate company. Uh, it's split equally, but it's about halfway through the top ten uh, invested companies. Amazon, uh, it's invested in equally by Republicans and Democrats, basically, but it's in the top 10 there. Uh, Empire State Realty, a very thin line of Republicans invest in it, and a lot of Democrats invest in that, but Empire State, that would be New York, so they would have a lot more Democrats than Republicans. Um Crown Castle International Corp. That is uh, heavily invested by Democrats. Uh, Visa has a lot more Democrat investors than Republicans. And then rounding it out, Cisco has a lot more Republican investors than Democrats. So these are the top companies. If you want good stocks... These are the ones your senators are investing in. So get out there and get you some well wireless telecom group. They love that one. That's the number one invested in by Senate. So uh, there's a link in this to this article in the description. Uh, financial firms lead the way. Uh, let's see here. My dickhead senator, Sherrod Brown. And Jeff Merkley introduced the Ban Conflicted Trading Act in December to prevent members of Congress and senior staff from trading individual corporate stock. So, when was this article written? Uh, September... Gotta put my glasses back on, sorry. Uh, Thursday, 19 September 2019. Uh, about two and a half years old, but you know, th this is an, an investigation, investigation by The Guardian and Sludge, uh, which is like an online magazine or something. Uh, but these are the people who are digging up dirt. You know, your mainstream media ain't going to report this shit to you uh, in America or anywhere else. So, anyways, I'll wrap it up there. You now have some, you now have some investment advice from your congressional leaders. You don't have all of their insider trading knowledge. But you know what companies they're investing in. So when you get your income tax return, instead of running your happy ass to Walmart and buying your 71-inch Vizio that I'm going to buy off you a week from now because you spent all your money and now you're broke and you're selling it at discount prices on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> That's how y'all do it. Get you some investment. There's investment apps out there. Uh, where you can get, you know, some good uh, trading information. Some friends of mine start out start out small. 
They got in on that uh, game stock. All right, lay down. Uh, lay, <laughs> I had to yell at my dog to lay. Um, anyways, they got in on that uh, game stock thing when it was like worth a few bucks. And they found out that these big Wall Street hedge fund, fan, hedge fund managers were propping it up so they could short sell it later. Well, the, the good old boys here on Main Street USA got in on that and screwed the hedge fund managers. And the hedge fund managers got all pissed and told their buddies in the tech companies, hey, don't let these good old boys on Main Street step on our toes and jump the price of the stock up. We want that stock to go down so we can shortchange it later and make money where we make money. <laughs> so, but anyways, yeah, get get out there, spend your tax return, your your unincome, unearned income child credit, uh, investing. You know, get rich like a congressperson, little bit at a time. It'll build up. All right, guys, God bless y'all. Pray for one another. Have a great, great day. Go out there and get rich like a congressperson.